Not all drug companies are in pursuit of billion-dollar blockbuster drugs taken by millions of Americans. In fact, there are drugs that treat rare conditions that might not be sold on the market if it were not for a landmark piece of legislation that is now 25 years old that is known as the Orphan Drug Act. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Jeffrey Aronin. He's the president and CEO of Ovation Pharmaceuticals, Inc. Prior to founding Ovation in 2000, Mr. Aronin led Medcare Technologies, a publicly held healthcare company where he served as chairman, CEO, and president. Mr. Ronan's experience also includes various executive positions at American Health Products Corporation. Jeff Ronan, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you, Bruce. Well, you guys have a, a really interesting model, which I've written about over the years, at Ovation, where, I mean, it's not like you guys are opposed to getting a billion-dollar blockbuster, but you have picked up some drugs and you have an orphan drug. And if you can just tell our, our listeners, the healthcare professionals out there, first about the Orphan Drug Act, and then we can go into how that relates to your business model. Well, certainly blockbuster drugs, you know, they make the headlines almost daily. And there's a lot of big pharmaceutical companies doing important work in developing these drugs for the millions and hundreds of millions of Americans who need them and people around the world. Yet there are many diseases. In fact, there's over 6,000 rare diseases, and most of those are life-threatening that don't have a lot of drugs being developed for them. And that's where Ovation has really stepped in and is trying to fill a need in making sure that drugs do get people are in, we're investing in these markets to develop drugs and make sure they become available for patients. The Orphan Drug Act is an extremely important piece of legislation that, as you know, was established 25 years ago, almost exactly 25 years ago, and this drug offers some incentives to get pharmaceutical manufacturers to invest and focus on these markets and get drugs developed for them. And what kind of incentives are, are we talking about? Because it is interesting because we know that if you're a big company like Pfizer or Merck and you have to have huge revenue coming in to satisfy the shareholders and, and so forth, what kind of incentives are, are done by the government to get people interested in this? The primary incentives are tax incentives. But the second, and what I would say is equally important, is the ability to get market exclusivity for seven years on these orphan drugs rather than the five which you typically get for a new chemical entity. So by giving the additional few years of exclusivity and the tax incentives, it really helps put a little bit of a motivation for drug companies to invest in these markets because there are certainly challenges to these markets that you don't have in more broader scale disease states. Yeah, because if you think about it, I mean, you hear Big Pharma talking all the time about how, you know, we need to have huge revenue to fund our research and development. And if there weren't these incentives, there probably wouldn't be companies like Ovation potentially even bothering with these drugs. Well, that's certainly, you know, the financial incentives, Bruce, certainly are a really important piece. If you're a Pfizer, for example, you need a much larger revenue base to continue to build upon is, is because of the size of your organization to, to just move the, the needle. 
and we're very fortunate we have companies like that who are focused on developing large blockbuster important drugs. At the same time, these disease states have have other challenges. So, for example, in doing drug development, which everybody knows is very difficult, it's hard to find the patients. Part of this incentive is to motivate drug companies to actually go out and spend often longer times trying to fill those trials up because you still need a certain amount of patients to complete a trial and they're harder to find. So it takes longer to do your enrollment. That's one challenge. A second would be that the FDA's requirements are very stringent, as everybody knows, although they're not reduced just because it's a smaller patient population. So the FDA standards for manufacturing, for drug development, clinical trials, et cetera, is still very stringent, and that's if it's a smaller patient population or a larger. So you still need to reach those hurdles, and that's part of the reason that it makes sense to offer additional incentives. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune, and I'm speaking today with Jeffrey Aronin, who's the president and CEO and co-founder of Ovation Pharmaceuticals, which is located in the Chicago suburbs. And Ovation is a company that is doing some interesting things and in, in developing some drugs that, quite frankly, are to a small group of patients. And we're going talking about specifically the Orphan Drug Act, which turns 25 years old this year. And if you could, Jeff, you could tell us about one of the orphan drugs that Ovation has, because my understanding is is that this act has ensured the discovery and availability of more than 200 drugs, which have made a tremendous impact on the lives of 25 million Americans suffering from these rare or, if you will, orphan conditions. So if you could be so kind to tell us about the drug you have and where it's at, because let's face it, a lot of physicians probably don't know about these drugs. Well, part of the challenge with some of the rare diseases is that they are so unique and, and you know, physicians may not see these patient populations very often at all, and some of these products they may not be aware of. The Orphan Drug Act, which was developed 25 years ago by Henry Waxman, was the congressman out of California. He's really the leader of of pushing this and and making sure it it became available, was really focused on orphan diseases, and that's defined as patient populations with 200,000 patients or less in the United States. So it's sometimes difficult to come up with the size of the population of some of these diseases, but 200,000 is kind of the formal definition of a orphan disease. We have at Ovation five drugs. Three are currently approved and on the market, sold in the United States and many in the 87 countries around the world that we sell products in. And two are in development to hopefully be approved, one this year and one in 2010. So one of our current drugs on the market is panhematin, which is porphyria which was a drug that was the first drug approved under the Orphan Drug Act in 1983. And it's a drug that was actually having some manufacturing difficulties that we did take over and uh, have ensured that it has stayed available for patients who needed it. And we have now begun to do research into other uses for this drug as well. 
And what does the drug treat primarily? And also, what are you guys looking at it to treat potentially in other areas? This is a drug used for uh, acute intermittent porphyria, which is a genetic disorder that leads to when the blood is synthesized, porphyrins are created, and it leads to abdominal pain, which is a life-debilitating disease. It is one that leads to severe pain, often patients leads to neurological disorders, and often coma. This is a very severe disorder that people can live and often do live a very normal life once treated with pain hematin, which is many of those patients call this a, you know, a life-saving therapy for them, including Desiree Lyons, who was the founder of the Porphyria Association, which is the advocacy group that helped get the Orphan Drug Act formed. And it's interesting because when you think about all the big expensive biotech drugs out there and about how they're targeted therapies to help people with to go directly at disease, you think about something like this, and this certainly is a targeted therapy. It's just for a defined group of people. How many people would be in the category for a panhematin? There are roughly 7,000 patients in the United States with AIP, acute intermittent porphyria, and the, one of the challenges is education. So certainly you can imagine the scale and challenges of developing and manufacturing any drug for rare diseases. And that's something that Ovation does very well is we make these drugs, which are, this is a biologic, so it's made from blood. It's a very difficult drug to make. That's an area that we focus on. But the other piece is marketing and education for certainly to physicians who may have often learned about this drug early in their training, but may have throughout their career never even seen a, a porphyria patient. So it's educating them and, and educating patients who have this terrible disease that, that there are options available. Is there something on the FDA's website or a place that you could go, let's just say, if, if you happen to be a physician or healthcare professional listening today, and you're thinking, you know what, I kind of wonder if my patient has that if they were looking to make a diagnosis or something, where could they go to even see where there might be a list of orphan drugs that could potentially treat their patient? Is there a certain clearinghouse for that? There actually is, Bruce. It's a great question. There is an organization called NORD, National Organization for Rare Diseases, and it was founded by Abby Myers and it was what was the driver, one of the main drivers with Henry Waxman to develop this act. NORD is the National Organization of Rare Diseases. They have, I think it's just NORD.org. Google can help our listeners on that one. That really is, I guess, as you called it, the clearinghouse for all these rare diseases. And, and it's been a wonderful advocacy group to make sure that drugs are developed in these areas and that the government is continuing to, to help ensure that products are available for these patients. Because as wonderful an act as this is, and that we should all be very pleased that over 300, I think it's 319 drugs have been developed since it's been passed. That is wonderful, but we have a long way to go. There's, there's well over 6,000 rare diseases, and for these patient populations that need these drugs, it's, you know, it's important that products are developed for them. We should be able to do more. Well, with that, I'd like to thank Jeffrey Aronin. He's the CEO and co-founder of Ovation Pharmaceuticals. And Ovation is among few companies that are 
developing orphan drugs. The Orphan Drug Act turns 25. It was approved by Congress 25 years ago to get a group of drugs that are basically treating rare conditions uh, on the market to patients. And I'd also like to repeat that National Organization for Rare Diseases, if you are a physician looking for a drug or a treatment for your patient that might have a condition. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. Our guest again has been Jeffrey Aronin, the CEO of Ovation Pharmaceuticals. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions about our show through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library, including this program and on-demand podcasts. And I'd like to thank you today for listening. Hi, this is Dr. Clarissa Gracia at University of Pennsylvania. You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.